Fall is a great season. After the blazing heat of summer that feels like you're cooking from the inside out, and especially after the smoke season, we finally get a breath of fresh, cool air and rain and falling leaves and all the cool things that are associated with fall, including soup. That's another thing about fall. Since the weather is cooler, you can actually finally get back to using the oven and making things that require a longer time to cook. Plus, soup is warm. Good for colder days. Today, I'll tell you how to make one of my favorite soups, Russian beef borscht. Yes, it has beets in it. It's still a great soup. Just stay with me for this one. I promise it'll be good. Welcome everyone to Dairy Free Dude. I am Logan Graham, and I'm here to talk to you about how to thrive in a world where dairy products seem to be as common as dirt. If you're listening right now and thinking, I hate beets, well, I don't like them either. But borscht, that's something different. Trust me. So, without further ado, I want to tell you how to make this great soup. I've left the recipe link in the podcast description so you have something to look at when making it yourself. This recipe is also naturally dairy-free, gluten-slash-wheat-free, and I can't really seem to find any other top 9 allergens in it either. You should check it for yourself too, don't just depend on what I say. Interestingly though, the red borscht we usually think of is not the only way to make it. There's a million different ways to make it and there's debate on where it originated, namely either Ukraine or Russia. The borscht's origins might go back to the 14th century in Ukraine, which is interesting since Ukrainians were the first to add beetroot as an ingredient. In addition, the Cossacks, a completely separate ethnic group of self-governing paramilitary communities, claim to have invented borscht in 1637 during the Siege of Azov. If that's true, that would make borscht neither Ukrainian or Russian because the Cossacks were their own thing. Kind of like the gypsies, I believe. Either way, it's a great soup. This recipe includes the ingredients as follows. One pound of lean beef cut into cubes. Twelve cups of beef broth. Six ounces of tomato paste. One teaspoon of salt. A half teaspoon of ground white pepper and a half teaspoon of ground black pepper. One tablespoon of vegetable oil. 1 tablespoon of minced garlic, about 3 cloves, 2 large onions peeled and sliced, 4 cups of shredded beets, 4 cups of shredded cabbage, 2 cups of shredded carrots, 1 and a half cups of thin sliced celery, 1 fourth cup minced parsley or 2 tablespoons of dried parsley flakes, 1 and a half teaspoons of dried dill weed, 1 teaspoon of dill seed, one and a half teaspoons of sugar, and two to four tablespoons of fresh lemon juice. Whew, that's a lot of ingredients. The recipe also said to put in two bay leaves, but some people are uncomfortable using them due to controversy, so we'll leave those out. Anyway, first, before you do anything, put on some clothes that you don't care about. The chance of you getting beet stains on yourself is very, very high. After that, get yourself a large soup pot. 
you brown the beef chunks in the large pot on high heat. This seals in the tenderness. Add to the meat broth, tomato paste, salt, and the white and black pepper. White pepper actually has a pretty interesting flavor, so don't leave it out. Bring it all to boil in the pot, reduce the heat to a simmer, and let it bubble slowly for one and a half hours till the meat's all tender. Remove the lid, being careful to avoid a steam burn, and break up the meat with a fork and set it aside. But not to the shredded stage though. While the meat's cooking, in a large non-stick skillet you should heat oil and then add garlic and onions and then add all the rest of the vegetables and saute them for five minutes or so. You're gonna have to do this in several batches because we're dealing with a mountain of shredded vegetables here. To the meat and the broth in the pot, add all the vegetables and herbs and spices to the pot and bring the soup back up to a boil before you reduce the heat and let the soup simmer again for 45 minutes or so because you'll want the vegetables tender. At the very end, add the lemon juice and mix it in. And with that, you should have a very good borscht. Good for making strong Russians. Now, if you want something to go with your soup, you can have some Irish soda bread. I have the recipe link for you in the description as well, but here's the recipe nonetheless. It used to be a Betty Crocker gluten-free Irish soda bread, but I've altered it to make it dairy-free as well. By the way, the very first soda bread was not Irish, but from the Native Americans. They would use pearl ash, which is a natural kind of soda, to leaven bread without yeast. This caught on with the Irish back in the 1830s who used bicarbonate soda, otherwise known as baking soda. The famine they suffered from meant that they could only afford the cheapest ingredients, and since yeast wasn't widely available, and that the Irish only had soft wheat flour, using baking soda in combination with buttermilk, which we replace in this recipe, made a much better leavening solution. Not to mention it was possible to cook soda bread without an oven, which many Irish people had no access to at the time. While it's not the most happy of beginnings, it turned out well, because soda bread is really good. Let's see what we need to do to make some. You'll need two cups of Bob's Red Mill one-to-one -one flour to replace the Betty Crocker flour, one and a half teaspoons of baking soda, one teaspoon of gluten-free baking powder, three-fourths teaspoon of salt, one half teaspoon of xanthan gum, a half cup of raisins, one-fourth cup of sugar, three tablespoons of dairy-free butter, such as Earth Balance, one egg, and one cup of almond milk mixed with one half teaspoons of lemon juice or vinegar to replace buttermilk. To make this, just heat the oven to 450 degrees Fahrenheit and grease a cookie sheet with cooking spray or shortening. Then stir together the one-to-one -one flour, baking soda and powder, salt, and xanthan gum in a bowl. Use an electric mixer, if you have one, to beat up the sugar, butter, and egg until it's light and fluffy. While the mixer is running, alternate between adding in the flour mixture and the buttermilk substitute. Make sure to start by adding the flour mixture and end the mixing with the flour mixture. Then fold in the raisins. After that, place the dough on the greased cookie sheet, gently shaping it into a round, and use a floured knife to cut an X onto the top of the loaf, about a half an inch deep. Put the loaf in the 450 degree oven for five minutes, and then reduce the heat to 350 degrees while baking for a further 25 minutes or until it's both golden brown and if the bottom sounds hollow if wrapped with the knuckles. 
let it cool down, and then slice it up. And now your Irish side can get acquainted with your Russian side. So with all of that, hopefully you'll have a nice fall meal that'll last you for a few days. That is, if you don't just eat it all in one sitting, which I don't think is possible. <laughs> eh, well, I hope it isn't. Either way, I assure you, it'll be good. Have a great fall season. This is Logan Graham, the Dairy Free Dude. Live on!